everyone, welcome. My name is Alonda Carter and I am the Recovering Hunbot and this is another episode of Hey Hun, You Woke Up. If you are watching me on YouTube or listening to me on one of the different podcast platforms, thank you so much and welcome. Today I am talking with my friend Jessica. She is also an MLM critic and she has her own YouTube channel. There will be a link to her channel in the description and if you're not subscribed to Jessica, what are you waiting for? Get on that. And now let's welcome Jessica to the show. Hey Jess, thank you so much for joining me today. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. Now, like with many of my you know, interviews, it's not like I have all these prepared questions, but the thing that really I want to dive into, and I'm sure we will wander all over the place, is the fact that you're a professional makeup artist and there's like a bazillion MLMs who are shilling makeup. And I know that makeup ain't all that because I've gotten some of mine, you know, in the past from people that I know who were with Unique or Lime Life. So I just wanted to start, you know, that conversation with you to get your perspective because you're a professional. You're not someone who bought a starter kit and now is claiming to know something about makeup. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. So one of the things that I was talking to you about before is that um, because a friend of mine had been with Lime Life, and so I got some makeup for her when she was showing that, and when I did, it was like everything that I got was just, it didn't work for me. The colors were either, and I glow in the dark. I am so fair. I am Casper. I'm nearly translucent. I'm so fair. <laughs> I avoid the sun. It's like I, you know, it's so my color. And it's also. To avoid the sun. That's a good thing. Yes. It is. I, I've always done that since I was like, starting when I was 12, I started taking care of my skin and being, you know, very conscious of it. And plus I can't tan anyway. It doesn't matter what I do. When I got the Lime Life makeup, because of my complexion. I, I was getting something that was light and it looked like it would have like the pink, blue, reddish kind of undertone, but it ended up being, my gosh, it was like ghostly white. The next shade up though, there was so much yellow in it that if I put that on literally, and I did, I looked like I was dread. I looked like a zombie because I looked dead. I looked so completely sick. It was awful. And I sent all this stuff back. And like I told you earlier, I have one thing left and I actually use it. And it's a little bitty tiny makeup sponge and that's it. So I wanted to kind of start the conversation with getting your impression because you were telling me some things about Lime Life. So over to you, my friend. Okay. So first and foremost, the thing is whenever you do purchase makeup from someone, especially an unlicensed professional, they cannot correctly color match you. You know, they don't have you in front of them. They can't test it on your jawline, you know, so they're basically guessing or giving you a little quiz, you know, um, in order to see what, you know, what color matches you. So that's a big thing. The next thing that I'd like to say is that they do use, you know, whenever they, someone actually pitched Lime Life to me and I think it was, they changed it to Lime Life. It was, was it Lime? I don't know. It was something. It was Lime Life first, and then that was Lime Life or something? Yeah, okay. And they pitched it to me, you know, because I am a licensed esthetician and makeup artist, and they knew that I did film work and all of that, you know, that has been around for all these years, and 
anyway, so I did some research on that and I did find out that a couple of the brands that I get professional discounts on with my license, which I get, you know, 40% off of these, you know, off of the, these makeup brands, they're actually repackaged, um, for Lime Life. So they'll have Lime Life, like they just put Lime Life's label on the existing product that's already being produced that I could, you know, get with a professional discount. <laughs> so. So is there makeup available to the public or only to, you know, licensed professionals like yourself? Not talking about the MLM part of it, but just like the makeup in general. Oh, it's, it's um, available to the public. Yeah. They just won't offer, you know, a discount on it. So, so then, then my next question is the pricing. Is it mm -hmm. like the MLM side? Is it higher than what it normally is? Or how, how does that work? Um, well, of course, you know, of course it's going to be higher because they have to pay, you know, a cut to you know, the people up. <laughs> up that structure. Yeah. So yeah, it is, it is higher for sure. You know, and that's I don't know exactly how much higher cause I would have to dig into that and research that more, but, um, definitely higher price. Yes. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. And you know, okay. Back in the day, a long time ago, I used to, um, I was a makeup artist for a prescriptive. So we used to do color. Okay. And I mean, and to me, that was like the best foundation. I was like, I've never found anything that matched me as well as that. But Anyway, back in the day also, I mean, there didn't used to be so many makeup brands. And I've said this before. It's like, I feel like, you know, you fart and there's like another palette that's out. There's always mm -hmm. new makeup coming out all the time. And yeah. these indie brands, which I love, I'm so glad there's different brands. But I mean, you certainly don't need to buy makeup through an MLM, through Avon, through Mary Kay, through um, Arbonne, through... Mm -hmm unique through you know lime life or whatever or sweet minerals if there's so many different ones because of that markup and then i'm also wondering about the quality if there's a quality drop off when it is mlm versus when it's like professional grade or even if it is you know maybe it's just you know from the drugstore or it's estee lauder or it's mac or you know just any of these other brands do you know anything about if there's some kind of drop off in the quality of mlm makeup there's a huge drop off in the quality if you're speaking of you know like for example let me give you an example like unique um and i i this um supposedly a whistleblower let out this information um i don't have anything to back it but they they did say that one of their eyeshadow palettes that they sell for like 55 dollars it takes like 10 cents to bring it to market or something outrageous um and as far as the quality goes you can get amazing like a million times better quality makeup than that for a, you know half that price or you know or or that price you know like like let's say something costs 55 dollars you can get a really awesome palette for 55 dollars like from sephora or from ulta you know yeah, because there's so many different brands. I mean, I'd rather spend my money and get a Jeffree Star palette than, you know, right. something worth that's going to yeah. any MLM, you mm -hmm. know, just because it's just like, it's just, 
it's just not good, you know. Um, we were talking earlier, and you were in three different MLMs, which I've always yeah. find so fascinating when people have been in more than one. So can you speak on like, what was your mindset going from one to another? Why did you keep saying yes? Like, that sounds like a good idea. I think I can make this work. What happened there? I wasn't um, knowledgeable, <laughs> I guess, because I just started out like, um, you know, doing, I have been an esthetician for over 15 years, but when I, I started working in a, um, in a salon and spa while I was pregnant. And I guess I, that this is before social media was the way it is now, because this was, yeah, it had to be before 2012. I said 2012, but it had to be before then because my son will be 11 in October and I was working at that spa while I was pregnant. So it had to be before then. But there's a girl, um, there's a girl that worked at the front desk and she started selling Arbon. And I guess because like I had just like, this was like right after I had my son, I was a single mom. So looking back on it now, now that I've researched everything, I was vulnerable, you know, and I, I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't thinking, I didn't research, I didn't, I don't know, I just, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, with that one, and like we talked about previously, I was pretty pissed off that random people could recommend skincare products to others whenever I, you know, busted my ass in school and I keep my license up in two different states, continuing education. Um, like that's a lot and it's just not exclusive. And there's so many products out there that are exclusive that I could that I could sell that not just random people could sell. Like you have to be a licensed professional or a dermatologist in order to retail these products. And I guess I was just uneducated on it at the time, vulnerable at the time. Um, you know, and then the second one, which I told you about new skin, you know, it's the, the toothpaste, you know, um, like I said, I was, I did it for long enough to order one tube for myself and never did it again <laughs> so that I mean I didn't stay in that one long and um I don't know what I was thinking I do not know what I was thinking um and then so going to the third one you know if I inquired about life insurance the next thing I knew this is primarily what I'm speaking of the next thing I knew this the girl is you know wanted to come over and hang out and cook at my house, you know, and I thought we were just hanging out her, her husband or kids, you know, the whole time, the entire time she talked about Primerica and how, you know, she, you know, thought that I should sell it. She told me to come up with a sad sob story. She, well, actually before that, she had started crying. She started crying. She told me her grandfather passed away and um, you know, he didn't have life insurance. So this was, you know, something she was very passionate about. I felt bad for her because her grandfather passed away and didn't have life insurance, you know, and who knows if that's even the real story now that I'm looking back on it. 
but I guess I just felt sorry for her, to be honest with you. And then I just fell into that trap. But it was not long until I saw it for the cult that it is, you know, so. Well, backing up to your new skin, because I, I did a video recently on Tori Spelling and her, you know, showing new skin, which, yeah, you know, I really feel that in the anti-ML world with anti-MLM critics, you know, whatever we want to call ourselves, that we need a celebrity to step up and step out so that we really have like, you know, can get more of a voice out there because there's so many people talking about it, but we still the the volume, meaning being able to spread it where it really, really goes out to the public. We don't yeah. have that. And so when I see someone like Tori and her husband and then Ian, Ian, I never remember how to say his name, but he was in 90210 as well. Shilling for an MLM. Of course, people are going to sign up. Yeah, because they want to, they want, to, they want um, a reason to be able to brush elbows with a celebrity. So they, they definitely want to be their downline, you know, like, oh, my upline story's falling, you know. So, yeah, that's really, she's taking advantage of her fans like completely so yeah of course they're gonna make money with it yeah but not gonna see it as being problematic because look how they're doing but meanwhile you know average people signing up it's like just because she's having success does not mean you're going to have success exactly, exactly. and it's, it's to me it's like I want someone even if it was Tori let's just say all of a sudden she realized what she's doing. She woke, woke up from being indoctrinated into the belief of this could be financial freedom. Everybody's on the even playing field, you know, yada, yada, all of the stuff that you are told when you join an MLM. And she realizes, because maybe she starts doing research or somebody helps her to start doing research and she decides to step away. I think something like that could be very, very, very powerful because yeah. there she was, she was making money, but you know, she's seeing people drop out all the time yeah. coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. And she's having to sit there, you know, and juggle everything. I'm like, okay, do I have the people that I need? So you're on this perpetual hamster wheel as yeah. someone who's successful mm -hmm. to keep on going. So yeah. have you noticed within the makeup world, any mm -hmm. other, um, MLMs where celebrities have gotten involved with these things and have leveraged their fame. In the makeup aspect of it, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. There are some YouTubers that some large YouTubers who were actually called out by it that um, were promoting the luminous um, MLM. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. No, I'm not okay. familiar with that one. Um, well, it's it's called Luminous, and there was a few of them that got PR packages, and people on Twitter were like, that's an MLM. I cannot believe that you would do that, you know? So it definitely, you know, but as far as celebrities, and I have not looked into that, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I, but just, maybe I do want to look into. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think, you know, as content creators that have a, you know, 
large audience, especially some of the beauty gurus, if they promote an MLM product, I mean, I, I would just be absolutely horrified because the last thing that we need is for people to potentially millions of people to see someone like that going, I'm just going to use my Burt Bees. This is an awesome product and you should get it because blah, you know, whatever it is they're going to say, yeah. because you know, as soon as they hold it up, People are jumping on that bandwagon and they're like, okay, I'm going to try that because so-and-so said so. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that just kind of makes me feel some kind of way. I just like, yeah, it's janky. It's, it's, it's yeah. bad. But, but then again, I have to say those people holding it up and saying what a great product is, they probably are uneducated what multi-level marketing is just like most people. And we were talking about that a little bit, you know, before I hit that magic record button and everything. And I think overall that goes back to, we need a big voice like a celebrity to step up, you know, to the plate and start talking about it. We need that light shining on it so that more people can be educated. So, um, you know, thinking about that and celebrities, what, what do you, cause you work with celebrities mm -hmm. as a makeup artist. What do you think would be a good way to um, inform someone of like, yo, this is horrible and this is why it's yeah. horrible. And yeah. you, how could you, how do you think that celebrities could, you know, come yeah. to our side, so to speak? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, information. Okay. So I do have some contacts within the film industry and personally I'm sharing articles on my personal page all of the time. Um, Mombi, as you know, she it posts articles pretty, you know, religiously on that. And um, so I, I always share to my story also because, <laughs> you know, you always have the one that gets very offended and wants to defend the MLM, even though we have scientific like, proof right here, you know, in front of you, we have statistics about the FTC, but um, but I do share that a lot. I think that, you know, just getting that word out. Also, I'm not opposed to, you know, if I do work with someone personally, I will, you know, as I'm doing their makeup, I, for one, will say, you know, I don't condone MLM products, you know, but I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to get into a deep conversation with them about like how they're predatory and all that. Cause you know, they probably don't want to hear that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we need to start another movement, I guess, and <laughs> hashtag or something. Um, so you know, like hashtagging celebrities, like don't use this, you know, live, but I do, I do see a lot of large YouTubers with larger platforms that, are anti-MLM, which is great, but we do need, um, we do need more of a voice into that, you know, industry. Jumping on their Twitter accounts, um, you know, posting to the, like a celebrity's, you know, Twitter or, you know, tagging them in anti-MLM posts, maybe that's a good option. Um, and just get, I mean, I'm getting the word out as much as I can, you know, and whoever I work with. And, you know, with other makeup artists, see, the thing is, is with, with film, you don't have to be a licensed esthetician or cosmetologist to do the makeup. With a majority of them are. But if, you know, they know someone, you know, that gets them in, 
I have heard of one girl in particular that sells for Rodan and Fields who was doing makeup on the same set I was. And I was like, oh, no. No, 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 Like, I, I was worried. I was worried if, you know, she was going to tell someone in her chair about the opportunity. So um, I personally know someone that she knows, and I messaged them. I said, if she talks about that on set, she's gone because they are not going to deal with pyramid schemes, you know. But I just told them that just so she could tell her that, you know, because we need to stop that right there, you know. Um, but why they hired someone that – shells and MLM is beyond me but I do feel I truly do feel and maybe a little of it is because I'm involved within the anti-MLM community now but I do feel like we are making a huge impact if you just look at the Rodan and Fields and the ABH launch we all know how that went you know um and that was like everywhere you know so I do think that we're making an impact slowly, but surely. And, and, you know, I have a lot of family in the film industry and I tell them what I'm about. And like I messaged my cousin the other day, who's a lead um, actor in a lot of very well-known TV shows. And I was like, you know, he was like, Oh, fuck that. you know, like I'm not down with the pyramid scheme. So, <laughs> so at least they're not all about that. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting because when most people say pyramid scheme, and I can remember being a beach body coach. Oh, it's not a pyramid no, scheme. Evil. I know, I know. We have know. a product. We have a product. So it's legal. Product service. It can't be a pyramid scheme. If it's a product or service, that's a lie. Because, and I used to think that. I used to think that like a freaking idiot. But looking into it, look at all of the companies that have lawsuits against them right now by the FTC and have been shut down for being an illegal pyramid scheme and they had products. And that's what people need to understand is if they focus more or you know they're going to focus more on the recruiting rather than selling the product, it can very well be deemed an illegal pyramid scheme and they can be shut down by the FTC. Well, you know, it's so, it's so interesting because Every time I look into one and I, I look at and I just found one and I'm going to be doing a video and it's on bras. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, it's like really MLM on bras. Good. Oh my gosh. I think I know what you're talking about, but there's an MLM for water for God's sake. Oh, well, you know what I've been through with the whole Enagic robots and everything keep trying to shut me, you know, silence me. They keep yeah. over and over and over again, which I am going to have Doug who has, Doug is an attorney. He's going to come on and he's, you know, written back to the cease and desist that I've received. Yeah. It's like, you know, they don't like the fact that I'm talking about the jank that they're doing, but it's some jank, you know, it's, it's bad. It's really the truth. Is the truth. Look, you know, it, what can they really argue with that? You know, what are they going to do? Say it's slander. No, it's not slander. Cause it's not a lie. Well, you know? and I'm also using content from their web pages. You know, it's, it's like coming it's right straight there. from the company. If it's coming straight from the company, how is that defamation? How is that? How is that um, slander? When it's they're they're the ones saying it. You're just relaying the message here. So and I'm giving my opinion. You know, I'm just giving my opinion about what I find is wrong. Exactly. Your content. Yes. You know? And they don't like that. Resources. Of course they don't, because they want to, you know, have the whole world involved if they could. 
So well, they they think they can. It's and it's really. Oh. You know, every time I go down one rabbit hole, and I'm sure you're the same way, I'm just like, WTF, WTF. Oh, I, know. I just went down another one yesterday. <laughs> it's always like, it never ceases to make my jaw just drop of like, what is going on? MLM I have never heard of in my life. My friend, my best friend since I was 12, she said she invited me to a group because she wanted to know if it's an MLM. So they wouldn't say the name of the product. Oh yeah, so I typed in info please, and you know my inbox was you know flooded. So it clearly says anti MLM on my personal page, but whatever. Um, so I have never heard of it. I looked into it, and the rabbit hole I went down with that one, I have never even heard of. So oh my gosh, all kinds of stuff. All kind. I'll have to tell you about that later. But yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. So. Well, you know, uh, because I've received a second cease and desist, you know, because that just gives me more to start digging around on because now I'm like, okay, I smell something. It doesn't smell so good. Let, let me keep looking around. So now I have found one of the other founders and it's really funny because I did find his like, um, opt-in page. And so there's like a, a video and he keeps saying how it's not MLM. And I'm like, dude, it straight on leads to a magic. How can you possibly say that? But they're trying to be that they're affiliate marketers. That's what they try to put out. There. And you're not. Not with the beauty boxes with everything. To oh, make but it look like it's like even unique has a beauty box. Now they have the beauty society that has a beauty box, all these beauty boxes, I guess because they're yep. having trouble selling the products. Obviously. Mary Kay has one. And I did, um, I did a video on sweet minerals, which was like basically around their beauty box, which I get, you know, subscription boxes are fun. I get the lure to them, but you don't need an MLM beauty box. No, no. I don't even know how much they're going for, but you can get, um, a different beauty box probably with better quality, products yeah you know, but, right. and what I didn't like about like sweet minerals because they also had one for their mascara so like every three months they're going to just send you their mascara and it's, so it's like, like auto ship yeah yeah and then you could also get their beauty box you know with and it's like oh it's just that they they're such sneaky snakes you know yeah. they're looking for more things to, like yeah because they can't sell the products because they're crap so let's go to try a beauty box. Maybe that'll work. You know, like they're, they're trying everything that they possibly can. Um, because not, obviously nothing else is working. And obviously individuals are not going to get truly like make any money unless they're recruiting others. But if they're not selling the products at all themselves, maybe that's, you know, like deterring them from, I don't know from recruiting others, but probably not. <laughs> They're probably still going to try to recruit others. So yeah, I had been thinking about this because like with Beachbody, you earn 25% commission and then you earn these team cycle bonus things. You know, it's like it, basically if you recruit people, you're going to end up making more money. That's how they all work is if you recruit people, you're going to make more money. You're not going to make money from selling your lip balm. You're just, you know, no. that's no. not what it is. They want you to think that is, but you can't make a livable wage. By selling your lip balm, and I love Burt Bees. You know, I keep picking it up, but you you just can't. Yeah. But um, I think that is the thing that gets me the most 
is that they try to pretend, well, you can just sell the product. How much, how much time do you have to do that to be able to sustain those kind of sales if you want to make, let's just say $500. I'm sure it is like an amount of product that is unbelievable that a single person can't repeat month after month to make that 500, let alone 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. It has to depend on the people underneath you. And I just cannot wrap my head around why, why people don't start to wake up and see that. I mean, I know they are, but you know, I'm just thinking out loud right now. I guess it goes back to, because I, I remember my time in with Beachbody. And if anybody said anything, I would sit there and straight up deny everything anybody said that was bad because you believe what you're sold in terms of. You don't of want to see the bad. You don't want to see the bad. And it's so hard to admit, look, I screwed up. I made a mistake. I didn't research. I'm sorry that I recruited all these people. I'm so, you know, that takes a lot from someone coming out of an MLM. That takes a lot. I'm sure it's extremely hard, you know? So I do commend everyone that does get out. And also, before I forget, I want to go back to that makeup and skincare, you know, the MLMs with those. They, okay, so obviously, you know, if they don't meet their minimum, they end up purchasing it themselves and they have inventory. But the thing with makeup and skincare is that they expire. Yeah. It's not like the shelf life is forever. So then they in turn take their inventory and try to sell it, you know, to recoup some of their money, but they're selling. Who knows how old that is? Who knows how old the stuff is? And then, you know, distributors will even buy it and then resell it. And it's like, there's no telling how old that is and how many hands that's been through, you know? So that is so dangerous. It is so dangerous to do, you know, huh. Well, that's a really good point because I know with a lot of these makeup companies, they will have, like with Unique, they have their kudos or whatever. And so you're forever in the hole of buying the stinking kudos, you know, and getting other people to buy it. But I'm sure you get like, you know, duplicate products and all that. So you have that crap sitting on your shelf. So you can offer like something free to someone like, you know, your gift with purchase, if you will. And you'll send something to someone because they bought from you. But then just what you're saying is like, you don't know how it's been stored, where it's been stored, how long it's been stored. Yeah. And, and the products are already crap. Yeah. So you can only imagine, you know. <laughs> and that's the same thing like with Beachbody products, like, you know, say the different um, supplements that Beachbody has. You don't know if, if somebody has bought some stuff because when – when I joined under my original coach, I got something that she, and she was my neighbor on the same floor as me. And she like gave me a, whatever it was. I can't even remember what it was called, but I never even thought about that at the time of how long she's had it, where it was sourced from. You know, I had none of those questions. And I think it's been in like, yeah, stored. It could be stored in a shed in hundred degree weather. Like, you don't know. I have no idea. No, no idea. Clue. No clue. But, but these are the things that we need to talk about because these are the things that people need to, I guess, people outside of our community um, need to learn about and need to be able to consider and, you know, start doing that critical thinking again, because I totally get it, especially when it comes to like makeup or something and thinking like, oh, well, you know, my best friend is selling so-and-so and, you know, I need some powder, so I'll, I'll get it from her and help her out. And, you know, in theory, that sounds nice, right? 
but the fact that it's associated to this horrific business structure, it's not so good because you're actually feeding into the problem. And, and that's highly problematic. And you were talking about um, a company earlier, the Roden and Fields of like what they do, <clears throat> excuse me. And I know that they have a product that I think there has been lawsuits on the, their lash boost, if yes. I remember correctly. And I, I think, um, yeah, I think it was, was it them? I've seen something on because I honestly can't remember because this is yeah. like last year that I'm going back to. Yeah. And I think one of them was also in California. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. So they weren't disclosing um, all of the ingredients because of the side effects because it can, you know, there is a chance that it can turn, you know, your eyes a different color or, you know, the eyelid, your eyelids darkening, which is actually, you know, like with a, like Latisse, you know, that's a chance too. I, I used Latisse before, but it's not, it's definitely not the quality of Latisse, which you can get Latisse for the same price <laughs> as that. But also, um, with, where was I going? I just forgot. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Lash boost, lash boost. Um, what was it? Oh, okay. So in Cal, so anyway, in California, in California, Rodan and Fields, they, they're required to put a warning label on their products because of the ingredients. And it's actually banned in the UK because of the ingredients in their products. Because when you dig deep into those ingredients, you will see that they're, I mean, they're awful. And there's a lot of ingredients in that in them that are linked to hormone disruption, um, birth defects, um, oh my gosh, so much. Birth defects, hormone disruption. Um, I have it all in my video link. But yeah, so it's scary because if you are taking skincare advice from an unlicensed individual that needs to meet their monthly whatever in order to stay active and they're going to sell you anything if there's a pregnant woman that they can sell to and lord forbid it has one of those ingredients in it that can cause birth defects do you think they're still going to they're still going to sell it to her because they're not even going to research the ingredient at all so that's scary it's so scary because you know what if the lord forbid their child has birth defects because you know, they took advice from a random individual selling, selling these products. It's, it's scary, you know, and it's just, people just, they have got to stop. They have got to stop purchasing products from unknowledgeable, unlicensed individuals. It's outrageous. And that, that goes just like with, you know, everything overall, be it Beachbody, be it Rodin and Fields, be it Unique, be it Sweet Minerals, be it yeah. whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. But, you know, like with Beachbody, people get so twisted because, you know, the distributors are called coaches. And, you know, you're, you're not like an actual athletic coach. You don't have any training for as a personal trainer. And I always just try to tell, it's just a word, just like, you know, retailer for LuLaRoe. It's just the word, but it really twists people up. But I also understand it because the same thing, you know, like anybody who's shilling makeup, you don't really 
have that much knowledge about it, you know, and you don't have like, like even when I worked in makeup, I mean, I had everything at my disposal. We went to schools. There were people that I talked to uh, hands on. I mean, we learned about the products and I used all of them and I knew the insides and outs of everything. And that that's one thing, but you know, if you are selling whatever, Mary Kay, I'm just going to pick that one. You don't have the entire line at your disposal unless you buy all of it, you know, and then please don't. So it's like you, you don't even have an opportunity to. And then meanwhile, you're trying to run around, get other people to buy product and then join your team. There's so much emphasis on getting people to join you. And there's so much energy that's put into that. And I do want to bring this back to the Primerica because I know that was a horrible segue, so I'm not the segue queen, but um, because I told you earlier um, how I did a video on that, it was actually somebody's story that I shared because I have collected stories through a Google Doc, so I'm just basically telling their story as it was told to me, Um, because that one gets a lot of hate from people. People get real twisted by that, but you know, there are actually people who are licensed in insurance and whatever kind of licensing you get in Primerica, I'm sure that if I had to put a scale, it's kind of going to go down. You know, it's not going to be everything that someone who goes through the correct channels and I don't know what those are, but I thought maybe you might want to talk a little bit about your experience with that one since that, that one is I guess overall, any of the insurance type MLMs are not really talked about very much. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure if we talked about this on camera or off off recording (laughs) the things I'm about to say. Yeah. So, um, with Primerica, like I said, um, I don't remember if I just talked about it in the video or not, how, you know, um, a girl I went to college with came over to my house. It was supposed to be a, you know, like a cookout, you know, and, you know, she gave me this sad sob story about her grandfather died. Um, he didn't have life insurance, how important it was. So I'm like, yeah, you know, life insurance is important. Um, so she did end up recruiting me and <laughs> she was on me like white on rice, like you have got to get these three you have to get these you have to move up to our whatever rv something level you have to hurry and get them get them get them get them if not you know then that's when she told me actually no sorry before that yeah that's when she told me that i had to come up with a sob sad story and you know like so then it brought me back when she was telling me about her grandfather and she was crying I now know that those, you know, were fake, fake tears and just, that's sick and sad, but yeah, so just in order to recruit me, and she had, I don't know why I believed her, she had me write down a list of people, she's like, you need at least 10, a list of at least 10 people, family members, friends, that you think would be interested in joining this, or, you know, getting life insurance, so... I went to the meeting, the meeting that they said to go to, and, you know, the loud music was blaring, a guy at the front of the room talking about financial freedom, the whole shebang, and um, 
that's when I grabbed my stuff and like I looked at my friend because I brought a friend with me. They told me to bring your friend with me. I brought her with me. <laughs> she forgave me. I looked at her. She looked at me. And we're like, no, like this is a full on cult gathering. I'm gone. So I left. And so after that, um, you know that she started that that list I made. She started calling um, like my family members. Like, to the point of, like, harassment, trying to get them to join and to buy life insurance. Like, it was crazy. Like, I was, I was pissed. Like, I was ready to square up with this, this girl. Like, I was mad. And, yeah, so, uh, that was bad. (laughs) And so, you know, and then I was like, you know what, I, I paid, I gave them a debit card to pay for my licensing, whatever, um, they charged me unknowingly. They never told me I was going to be charged for this $25 for a website, which they never even told me that. So I emailed the company. I was like, I want my money back. This is a cult. This is a cult. So I ended up getting, actually, I would have to go back and look, but, um, probably, I don't know, 50 bucks back. So I was out, you know, 50 bucks <laughs> Thank God I got out there whenever I did and I saw the red flags, but yeah, it's definitely something to stay clear. I forgot the question now because I rambled on. That's okay. Um, did you ever get your insurance license with primary? No, 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 no. As soon as I went to that meeting, I was gone. Like I was out of there. <laughs> like, Were you told what it was going to take for you to get your license? Um, yeah, I was told that, yeah, they told me that I needed to go to the meetings. They even scheduled me like a date to take it. And looking back on it, I don't remember like any study material or anything, which is strange. Maybe I just didn't get to that point yet. I don't know because they kicked me out of their, their, um, group me chat. (laughs) Darn. (laughs) Dang it. No. But, um. Yeah, you know, and what really bothers me is, you know, they say they're their own, you know, they own the business. They are under, and this is locally to where I live, they are under so-and-so, their last name, and associates, and our local newspaper does businesses of the year, and they have categories, and someone nominated them, it was probably them, for, um, you know, best financial business. And do you know it had so-and-so associates under that, which is really, really was the Primerica? I was pissed. I sent a message to the local newspaper. I said, oh, so MLMs can be businesses of the year. Those aren't real small businesses, you know? Wow. Yeah. And they didn't even do anything. Well, you know, they, I'm so, they didn't I'm so- win, though, so... I'm glad you brought up the article thing because I see that quite frequently and it might be, and I'm going like, okay, did somebody make a press release for something or it's, it looks like it looks contrived in some way that these people are business owners or, and it can be sometimes um, the people that are in the coaching space that is just a kissing cousin when it comes to, you know, MLMs, because, you know, when you're trying to crack that nut at the MLM, you know, you, you will 
grab anything. I mean, I know from experience, I know I did, you know, you're trying to figure it out and it's like, Oh, this coach person, I can learn from them. Or it could be like, as I had with the Enagic ones, it's like these other little entities that lure you in through something, whether it's a coaching opportunity or whatever, to get you to do their thing. But I have seen, you know, like articles about them of being these great business people. And I always just go, huh, I guess reporters need to be educated as well, because I don't think that it goes back to the general public doesn't really understand the destructive nature of multi-level marketing. You know, most people just don't. But I, I, I just found that interesting that they were nominated for a business of the year. I wonder if we were able to, and I don't know how we get this data, but let's just say that we could, how often we would find a company like this Associates Things nominating themselves that they're actually um, a beard for an MLM. I bet you that happens a lot. Yeah, and also that reminds me of a chamber of commerce being at a ribbon cutting and putting it on their Facebook page of a nutrition shop. And that made me so mad. And so I was all over that post to where they removed it. But I mean, come on, like do, Oh, you know, I mean, I guess they do actually. Yeah, I did. Cause I looked them up on the secretary of state website. They do have an LLC, but it's Herbalife. Like, so I mean, they're hurting the community. Why would the chamber, I mean, I guess because they don't, but who doesn't know about, I mean, that was huge. I mean, look at, you know, they had an opportunity to be shut down and they weren't, but with all the lawsuits and, um, yeah, that's a big deal. So I don't know why they, and all those poor people that lost money. And, oh, I know. I mean, if you, do you remember seeing, like, I don't know if it was on betting on zero or not, but people outside of the the shops holding up signs and like protesting like I am down for a protest outside of these nutrition shops you know if somebody would join me I would definitely be there so I mean just like look look at the video if they would just research gosh I just wish we would research Yeah, but you know, the thing is, is like, because I didn't research when I joined, God knows, I mean, I've said that so many times, I didn't research, and I'm someone who researches everything, but I didn't when it came to MLM, because I trusted the person, and I was vulnerable. And and that's what they do, that's what they do, you know, they, you feel bad for them, that's why you buy their makeup, you know, or I I have to hit this goal, you know, if I could hit this goal, if I, you know, and you want to help them, and you know, it's, so you feel bad and then like that's how they do it you know and then like like you mentioned um like someone's mom recruiting their daughter they're gonna trust their mom that's pretty sick that they recruited their daughter but I've seen people recruit their husbands you know so I did did. you did I oh, did. Bad. <laughs> well I mean he didn't do anything you didn't think though did you you well, didn't you thought it was okay. You didn't think. I didn't know any better at the time when it happened because you're taught. And I actually did a video on this of how you become um, an Emerald Beachbody coach in an hour. Um, because you were taught not from corporate, but from like other coaches that you can hit that first rank. If you sign up your husband, my husband wasn't going to do anything. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, he knew. Cause yeah, he no. knew. Beachbody told you to 
to no, not beach body oh. beach body coaches the company doesn't they have the coaches who have made it do their dirty work so to speak and so they told basically they told them to tell you that you needed to do it i'm sure there was something like that you know i don't have any proof of that but i figure you know it yeah. they, they didn't come up with the concept themselves they it, they learned it somewhere you know that's yeah. generally how that works mm -hmm. the people at the top they're so manipulated that they had no idea that what they're saying is actually a horrible idea for anyone to do but you know i i signed up my husband with the idea that I'd build my business and then I would build his too, because you're now we're going to be able to will this to, you know, his children. That's you know, that's what I was thinking is that I wanted to do something like make sure that my stepsons, you know, get something. It's like, that's how twisted I was. I even signed they up. Probably told you that. They told you that, you yeah. know, and you listened to them and you trusted them. But that's, I mean, so many people do. So uh, going back to the person I know who signed up her daughter, I'm sure it's the same kind of, you know, a thing. It's like you're, you're and people are going back to what you said. It's like, well, I want to help. I'll buy the lipstick. I'll buy the, you know, people will just kind of do some of those things. And then they'll just want to stop, I guess, after a while, hopefully. Once they go like, wow, these products are crap. At least that's my hope. A lot of people do that. But I'm sure some people, I think I remember at least one story where someone um, kept buying the products and they basically were just like, you know, sticking them in a closet and not using them because they didn't like them. But they were just basically kept buying them anyway. From Even, someone else? Yeah, from someone else. They felt bad? Do what? Because I think, I think, so. If, I mean, my memory is sketchy on this. So I'm not sure if I, I like that. Like, I would, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. But I, I would just say, look, if you need that, if you really need the money that bad, you know, let's set a, let's do a fundraiser. Let's have a yard sale. Like, let's, I'm sure you'd make more money at a yard sale in a weekend than, <laughs> than you would you know, in a month, sometimes for most MLMs, you would, you know, if you're at the bottom, there, there's so, many other things people can do other than yeah. MLM, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that brings back to uh, working at home. Yeah, I worked from, from home for a year after I was laid up and broke my foot and with a legitimate company, you know, they shipped me my laptop. They, you know, and I had really good pay and I laid in my bed and I worked and I got, you know, and I left right before my benefits were going to kick in, but, um, there are legitimate work from, you know, work from home opportunities, not being an MLM. Yeah. I work from home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, since now that we have allowed people to work from home, I think companies will, well, one, I'm thinking like, you know, if they may, may not be able to pay all the rent, what they were paying and it's, you know, less expensive for them to have people at home. Let me ask you this, because, you know, this is getting us back to the, to the topic at hand. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, social media, you know, when I joined Beachbody, there, there weren't a lot of really Facebook groups at the time, you know, yeah. and Beachbody used Facebook groups a lot. You know, LuLaRoe has used them for selling and they've become a big thing now for so many different MLMs. And now there's, you know, these sponsored posts. So they're ads, be it on Instagram, be it on YouTube, be it on, you know, Facebook. What is something 
that you would tell people like advice to give them that if they see one of these things and they start following one of these people that they think, oh, this looks like someone that I really relate to. How would you tell them to like, I guess, have up your guard or to kind of like ward them away from getting sucked into any MLM from social media? Research, research, research. <laughs> Look up the income disclosure statements um, that tells everything. If they don't have an income disclosure statement, that's even more telling. That's even more of a red flag. You know, there's there's um, a website, you know, that has the five red flags, you know what I'm talking about, to look for in an MLM. Um, but so if they don't have an income disclosure statement, that's even more of a, you know, a red flag for sure. But always look into, you know, their lawsuits, because most of them do, you know, they have lawsuits against them or they have had lawsuits against them. Um because once you see that IDS, then you know that they're, you know, most of them, majority of them are lying about their income, which is illegal. So just, re I'm telling you, I cannot stress research enough, you know, when, when they just research. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> interesting that you say about lying about the income because, you know, and I've talked about this a bit on, on my channel before, um, Branding University, which was an affiliate type thing. And I can remember being in groups and like things that we were doing for success and it's just all this rigmarole. I mean, it was just, I just look back and I just hang my head in shame, but I've learned. Okay. I've learned. What can I say? Yeah, no one's um, heard. But I look, I look back and I can remember somebody saying something about, um, being a million dollar earner and then telling us, well, they're not yet, but that's the future. So they're projecting and they're envisioning it. And they, so they thought oh. it was okay to talk about an income they didn't have, but make it appear as if they did. So misleading. Yeah. Yeah. It's straight up lying and straight up illegal, <laughs> you know, but you, you can see how people you know, like mentally, are able to somehow convince themselves that by doing that, that it's okay because, you know, I'm going to get there. I'm not quite there yet. I'm just telling them, you know, this is my future self that I'm talking about. And so, you know, you're doing mental gymnastics in order to, you know, stay within that bubble of belief, which yeah. is, I think just illustrates how, how total the thought reform actually is that people are willing to make those sort of claims and, them not be the truth in so, fact that brings me back to i was researching um even deeper into the rodan and fields um was it um their agreement you know like the consultant agreement and they are actually supposed to post the income disclosure statements with their post if they're making you know claims also I learned, which I can't believe it's taken me this long, but a few weeks ago that they're not supposed to have the products in any type of storefronts or businesses. And I know a number of, of places that, you know, that sell it out of their business. So like salons, I, what? yeah, salons, um, 
other places too, like randomly, like a um, um, a gift shop had it in there. Did you know that? Like, I know of a gynecologist that used to have it in her office. A gynecologist used to have it in her office, and I even saw a post from an upline, one that's pretty up, saying, you know, you can find the products at X and X place. You know, so the upline knows that they're not supposed to have it in there. You know, it's in the consultant agreement. So there, there's so many people that are breaking policy. You know, okay, just hearing about the doctor, because the thing is about people who join an MLM, it's just not people who are not knowledgeable of something or uneducated. You know, it's literally acceptable. Scary, yes. Yes, I mean, I know... And they may see this, sorry, but I know of a math teacher that sells an MLM. Like, you're a math teacher. You don't see the income disclosure statements. You don't see, like, you cannot, like, add these numbers up. I mean, I, it blows my mind. That just goes to show, you know, like, no matter your background, no matter your education, like, you can still get sucked into that cult, you know, mentality, that cult-like well, not cult like it is cult, but yeah. So, yeah, it it definitely it, it definitely is. It, it you know it ticks all the boxes, and I think that's the thing that most people don't understand of how much it just you know it warps you mentally, you know, and then what that does to your like what we were talking about your your personhood because of all of that stuff that you've been through. You once you just quit the MLM, that doesn't mean you walk away unscathed. That doesn't mean you walk away without any kind of mental damage. You are carrying that burden with you. And it's like, and and the thing is, is that we don't have any therapists who specialize on helping people heal from multi-level marketing. And honestly, I really feel like we need people to specialize in this because it is rampant and worldwide and the amount of damage and people like yourself that's gone from one to another, to another, me talking about my friends gone one to another to, I mean, there's so many people that stayed within that cycle of still believing. And it's like, we need to have things set up so that people have resources within their communities to go to so that they can get help on healing from it. Because I think, again, I just go back to, I think that damage then carries over into um, the other aspects of your life. And I think it's very dangerous for people psychologically. Yeah. And, you know, there are cult experts, which, you know, I don't know if they take appointment or not, <laughs> but there are cult ex- experts that would be great, you know, to speak to these type of people. And as you know, you know, Americans Against MLMs.com has resources on their site, but um, cult experts would be the people, I guess, to talk to. But they do need, like, someone who does specialize in, in that. You know, the one person that I have interviewed, Doug Duncan, um, he's from Dallas. He and his wife were both, um, Wendy, they were both in a religious cult. But since he has that background of having been in a cult himself, 
He is, and um, he has like a free group, like some kind of, you know, not like Alcoholics Anonymous, but some, something kind of like where it's, you know, you get together to have some kind of meeting and everything within the Dallas area. But I think we need other groups like that where, yeah. that are being led by people in the mental health field. Yes, we do. People. Um, I also, I interviewed someone, um, Ada, and she's really, really fabulous. She teaches social psychology and she uses multi-level marketing as the backdrop to like, you know, for the curriculum and all of it. But we need more things like that of where it is infused into our culture. We even, I mean, I've even thought about lesson plans, you know, to education systems. Yeah. Yeah. They need to teach that. In fact, my son, my son who is 10, um, before coronavirus happened in his gifted class, he was working on an, um, uh, an article, you know, of the dangers of MLMs and he's 10, you know, so, and he had to get it approved by the teacher, you know, all of that. But if my 10 year old can, you know, write up an article on the dangers of MLMs, surely a, you know, a legitimate, teacher can incorporate something like that into their lesson plans that is important it needs to be in like financial management classes math classes like they do they need it in like a text do not join companies like in in business you know like a business class they do they do need that well i can remember when i taught science and there's this thing called the jason project and I went to NASA. It was really cool because I got to go to mission control and everything. So I was at NASA here in Clear Lake in the Houston area, you know, going there. And the, the great thing about the curriculum, because you would be able to pick and choose what lessons you used and, you know, all of that. But it hit like everything, be it, you know, every single topic in, you know, K-12. But I really think that there could be something almost like the Jason project, maybe the MLM project. I don't know. It would take a lot of something to be able to provide training for teachers who then could put that within their curriculum. I think it would be a great step towards helping combat against this overall structure. Especially since they not only prey upon new mothers and single mothers, but they prey a lot on people who are just out of high school or just out of college, you know, and if they're a lot of them are just out of high school. So if they're, you know, teaching this in high school, that would help stop a, a ton of it, a ton of it. I feel, you know, if they learn that, you know, in high school, they're going to be less likely to join one when they leave high school. Yeah. And I think there could even be like um, mini lessons in elementary. There could be, you know, some just like kind of keep kind of feeding that same kind of concept. Just like, you know, as you, as you go through school, you cover some of the same topics over and over again. I think that overall theme could be interwoven across grade levels. Yes. Obviously I don't have, you know, a bunch of lesson plans to be able to go and teach this, but I definitely think that there is potential to be able to do that. Unless you run into a teacher that's in an MLM. because oh, well, I, well, I was going to say that because I think it was last year or the year before because um, one of my best friends still teaches at the last school where I was at. And um, a lot of the parents, and a lot of the parents are doctors and lawyers, and they were um, with Rodan Fields. And a lot of the teachers were going to their parties and stuff. And I'm like, 
oh, stop, stop, stop. Okay, you wouldn't buy my beach body stuff and I know why, but you wanted, but they wanted to buy the road net and fields because it was makeup. So, you know, sometimes I think that there's a draw because, you know, oh, it's a makeup product. It doesn't feel as like weird. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. Because you know what? Your skin is your largest organ. And I have seen people skin firsthand who, you know, their whole, like, you know, like it, it's damaged. It's it completely damaged from those products. And our largest organ is something that we need to protect because it can cause damage that some, sometimes that damage is irreversible and it's expensive to repair it but it's so easy to prevent the damage and that's why I cannot stress the importance of listening to a licensed esthetician or a dermatologist not those dermatologists you know that um that's who you need to talk to about skin recommendations skin care recommendations it is just so important and like you will see like if you watch my video before last um, uploaded it a couple of days ago, you'll see what I'm talking about with, wait till you see the images of the skin irritation. Uh, it's, yeah. And the eyelashes. Falling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I will that. link that below because people can <laughs> or throw up a car. I'll, I'll do something because I also t take the audio and put the audio out as a podcast. So I will put that somewhere. <laughs> Jess, I just want to yeah. say thank you so very much for joining me today. We've had, you know, a conversation that's meandered all over the, the map of multi-level marketing, but thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I truly enjoyed it and look forward to seeing it once it's all wrapped up and edited. <laughs> Jessica, thank you so very much for taking time to chat with me. I always enjoy talking to someone else who has been through the MLM nightmare because, you know, they make it sound like it's so easy, so simple that anyone can do this. And then you get involved in it and you see the reality and then you struggle. And it's like what I thought it was. It's, it's, it's not that. It's really very different. And, you know, there's so often I see and I hear all this hoopla about making it with MLM. But the thing is, is that anybody who's, quote, making it, they're going to be working extra hard because they have to keep that team that they've built intact. Otherwise, it's all going to crumble. And you have to always be finding new people, recruiting new people, because as people leave because they're not having success, you've got to plug that hole up with another body. So it's this endless cycle of like, you're making it, but yet you're trying to, you know, keep it all together. And that has to be absolutely exhausting. Honestly, I cannot think of anything I have ever done in my life that zapped more energy out of me than when I was with Beachbody. Now, if we want there to be a change in this world when it comes to multi-level marketing, I firmly believe it is up to us to report our experiences to the FTC. So if you have an experience, please take the time and report. Because I really feel that it's not going to be until we really show how many people have been impacted by this business, the opportunities that are presented, and that the FTC can see that there's hundreds, thousands of us impacted that are reporting this, 
that do I feel like there's really going to be any real change? And sure, it's great that there have been some warning letters sent out, but that's not changing the structure. That's not dismantling this type of business. It's still continuing. There's thousands of these companies. So if one closes, I mean, 20 more pop up, they're just everywhere and literally shilling anything and everything. What we do need is a fundamental change in our society and basically around the world. People need to be educated about the nature of these types of companies, meaning that it's not sustainable. You're not going to be able to do this endless recruitment. It simply doesn't work for everyone. Yes, there is a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver of a fraction of people that it works for, kind of, because they're at the top but they have to keep on on that treadmill, you know, keep on going. And not only that, I really think about how they've been mentally manipulated and mentally reformed and their personality altered because they have to believe what they're saying. Otherwise, you know, it's like this conflict. It's the cognitive dissonance. You can't know that what you're doing is just horrible and janky. You have to believe it actually works. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's just very uncomfortable for us humans, you know, mentally. And remember, change starts now. 